Hello, and welcome back to another episode with the Uninformed Gamers. I am one of your hosts, Chameleon or Chris, whatever you want to call me. And I am joined with me today with uh, Devin or Darkness Tiger. Yeah. What's up, my brother? What's going on, my actual brother? How's it going on your end? Not too bad, man. Not too bad at all. Um, just been working um, a lot of hours. I have a lot to do. And a lot of software to be tested and a lot of people to manage. <laughs> oh, I fully understand. Um, that's the reason why today, guys, it's just going to be uh, Chris and I, because unfortunately Mason is pretty busy too. So we will be joining Mason next time on the Uninformed Gamers podcast. Uh, Chris, I fully empathize with you here uh, because my project Go Live was supposed to be June 6th, so in uh, less than a month. They are pushing it back. And as of right now, there is no official uh, pushback go live date. Some people are saying uh, it's going to be pushed back until August. Some people are saying it might even be pushed back all the way until potentially October. Wow. That's crazy. So does that mean you still have to like go back and forth to Brazil? Or I leave on Sunday and I don't know why. What's the point if it's not going live? I, I literally said, I don't know. I don't know why. I, I don't know why. <laughs> Uh, like I like I looked at the calendar, and I, this might be a little bit too much insider baseball for the listeners, but I looked at my work calendar, and it, we're basically going to be finishing up training next week, and I'm going to be there for another week afterwards, and then I get to come back so I can go on my uh, vacation, uh, and then they want me to come back, and I'm like, I don't see a purpose. I don't. I'm only really involved in training and assisting, but all the assisting I can do from anywhere in the world. I don't see why I have to go back, but. I weird. Yeah, that's super weird, dude. Well, hopefully this is like the last time until the actual like go live moment, you know? I'm hoping so. I'm I'm about to start putting in a bunch of uh, oddly spaced unlimited unlimited PTO so I don't have to go back. (laughs) Hopefully they don't catch me doing that. (laughs) (laughs) For sure, man. For sure. Uh, So, yeah, what, what have you been playing this week, man? Uh, now that I'm actually back home, um, as the listeners know, I do have a PS5 as well as the Xbox Series X. And who knows? I might be adding a Nintendo Switch to the docket. I don't know yet, but we'll see. Uh, this week, I've actually been going a little bit on and off with both consoles. Uh, as of right now, because of my current setup and also a little bit because of my laziness, I only have one console plugged in at a time because I actually ran out of outlets with um Having a racing setup, having a uh, sound bar and surround sound, having a TV, having all these different things. I actually literally ran out of outlets and I have to resolve that problem. So as of right now, uh, both consoles stay unplugged uh, until I figure out which one I'm using. So uh, I've been hopping back into Gran Turismo 7. So um, and, and I have a funny story about that. Gran Turismo 7 is a pretty difficult game. I've chatted with some people who've also played it. And everybody universally agrees. Some parts are a little bit harder than necessary. And I am a bit of a perfectionist. We've talked about this on the podcast. I have to do perfect in everything and I don't know why. Well, in Gran Turismo 7, being a perfectionist is not conducive to your mental health. Um, because, <laughs> I, Chris, I kid you not. I kid you not. I have been so frustrated with my life playing Gran Turismo 7. <laughs> That is actually really funny. <laughs> yeah, and like I, one of the things I want to get into uh, hobby-wise is actually automobile racing. So that's probably why I really enjoy Gran Turismo Seven with having the racing wheel because it's the closest thing I can currently get to. Well, I don't know if it's because I think I'm a better driver than I actually am. I was winning races left and right, hard difficulty, no problem. I'm able to do these things. Problem is, when I get to these little missions, I am like literally 0.0 seconds off, and it bothers me the shit out of me. I've had to redo races 15, 20, 30 times just to get gold, because again, I'm in my racing wheel. One day, I just got annoyed and frustrated. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go back using controller. I don't care. Chris, when I tell you I beat my times with a controller the first time I picked up the controller in like a month now, I was so... My ego was so deflated. <laughs> I'm so happy to hear that. <laughs> I was much better with a controller than I am with a racing wheel and a, and a whole cockpit setup. Uh, so for all the difficult ones, I just use the controller, but all for the normal racing, I just use the, 
cockpit setup. Um, I can feel, I can feel the pain oh, in your yeah. voice that you can't beat it with the wheel. <laughs> Chris, I legit was doing this because this one mission has you, you just drift. All you have to do is just drift around this corner. And I'm like, okay, I got the steering wheel. I got this. I went ahead, threw it in the, hit the e-brake, went ahead and turned the wheel. The wheel went all the way to the side and the car hit the wall. I'm like, this isn't supposed. This isn't supposed to happen this way. Like, this literally, I there's no counter steering. There's, it's literally not counter steering. So, and I do this again. I'm like, okay, well, maybe I go slower. So I do the exact same thing. Go slower. Do hit the hit the turn. Get run straight into the wall. And I'm like, all right. I end up doing this for ten times before I just said, I give up. Let me use the controller. Use the controller. Did it perfectly the first time with the controller. <laughs> and I, just said, I just said this game is broken. I'm unplugging the PlayStation Five for the rest of the day. And I'm switching over to Xbox. <laughs> now, the well, defeat. Well, I was defeated. I, that is true. <laughs> I was defeated. I'm not going to lie. I was defeated until I turned on my Xbox and I uh, booted up the new game that I downloaded off Game Pass, uh, Trek to Yumi. Have you heard of this? Yeah. Yeah, I have actually. Yeah, Trek to Yumi. Uh, I, it's on Game Pass. I finally decided to go ahead and download it. And um, because me being a perfectionist the first thing i did was i looked at all the achievements because just like with um oh my god Death, just like with death store that you showed me god damn you, have to be, you have to be on the hardest difficulty you have to use the umbrella so i'm like all right well hardest difficulty let me get all the achievements at once chris when i tell you this game is harder than death's door <laughs> i kid you not <laughs> i have not killed anything yet I take it off the hardest difficulty. You can't unless you start over. Start over. No. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. Because there's an achievement that says you have to be on the hardest difficulty. And I'm like, all right, got it. I have not, I have not made it that far in the game because you have to kill this, this one samurai. He's not even a boss. He's the first thing you kill. I cannot (laughs) kill him. (laughs) You know, that is really funny. And, I'm actually glad you're getting hit with something like that. So now you're eventually you're going to give up. <laughs> I want the you're... listeners to know, Chris, I am way more petty than I am defeated. <laughs> I give up right away. I'm <laughs> I'm still lost in uh, Breath of the Wild. I'm you're stuck in the last castle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, Ocarina is actually one of the only Zelda games I've ever beaten and, and Wind Waker. Those are the only two I have ever actually beating. Beaten. See, Wind Waker just felt too long for me. Oh, it was so good, though. It was I, just my favorite for the cartoony graphics. Like that, that was a masterpiece, in my opinion. The sailing. Oh, the sailing. I, I love the artistic style because Wind Waker is one of the few like uh, Legend of Zelda games that doesn't look dated because of the artistic style. Yeah. Uh, the Zelda game that I last beat was Twilight Princess, which I absolutely loved. I I played that one and I felt like I got really far, um, and then I think my Wii broke, so I oh, never finished it. Yeah, and yeah. now you're having a kid. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> um, but no, yeah. So uh, I've been murdered in Trektiomi about forty times, and uh, <laughs> I refuse to give up until I hit the one hundred. If I hit one hundred deaths, uh, I will give up, and I probably will delete the game. I won't continue any further. that's just petty (laughs) you could just start a different file and it could be a good game could be i guarantee it it, from what i can tell it is i just hate the combat system and i think it's too hard (laughs) (laughs) so go go on on your end yo yeah man um i'm trying to think really mostly again what i've been playing is destiny 2 um been just doing a lot of the like high high com high tier like stuff Mm-hmm. Um, there's a new season coming at the end of this month. I'm really excited about that because I'll find out like what um what class they're like redoing, like what subclass. Um, and then I think there's going to be a um an old raid activity, so m- potentially something could pop up from Destiny One, which would be really cool. Um, yeah, I'm just uh, just really just been grinding that out. I even actually got my girlfriend playing it, so oh, yeah? that's that's fun too. Hmm? How does she like it? She loves it. She loves it so far. Oh, good. I'm happy for you guys. Yeah, yeah. How's the uh, uh, how's the house search? 
Yeah, man, I just uh, I just put in a bid uh, today. Owner has it. Um, haven't heard anything, so they haven't accepted it. But usually, what happens is they they um, they look at all the offers for the wait like a few days. Like it's usually about three days. Um, usually, wait about three days, and then you accept the highest offer. Um, I put in a, in my opinion, a very good like bid, but we will see what happens. Well, good luck to you. Uh, before we get into our, our normal stories, our, our normal uh, nerdy topics, I did see something that was sad, and it has to do with rental properties. As you guys know, that the price of rent is really going up for a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, uh, Chris, has your rent gone up? Have you gotten a rental notice? No, it hasn't gone up. It stayed the same. All right. Yeah, I uh, live with family, so my rent has stayed the same as well. Uh, but a lot of people across the country are getting hit with notices that the rent is going up anywhere from 2% up to about 100%. It just depends. Wow. Um, 100%? Yes. yes 100%. <laughs> um, I saw on TikTok this chick, uh, her Austin apartment was like $2,300 or whatever a month. Yeah. Uh, they sent her a renewal letter for, I think they said $4,100. They're out of their damn minds. And yet people I wish they would. Yeah, people are paying, and I—that's my opinion on people paying—is complete is not the point because I have a different opinion of that. But there was this other individual. This is a news article. She was getting ready to apply for an apartment, right? So she puts her application fee, she has a deposit, and everything of the sort. And uh, they said, "Well, our apartment's on a first come, first serve basis. So if you're first, you're most likely going to get the apartment, right?" Mm-hmm. Well, well, somebody else put in an application, and they said, "Well, you were first. However, since we see that we have um, quite a few interested parties and the rent at this price, we're going to do is going to be a bidding. Whoever offers to pay the most in rent will get the apartment. That's just slime. That's that's nothing but slime. That that's the same thing I said. I am like, see, this is where you're going to start losing people. Is stuff yeah. like this? Yeah, yeah. That's just that's that's corporate greed right there. It like, is corporate greed, but people are paying these prices. And and they shouldn't. You you gotta like. I understand you gotta find a place to live, and you you may not have that many options. But like, I would choose a, like just a lower tier option if if that's the case. If you're gonna try and swindle me with some shit like that. Oh yeah, and I just I just find it so amusing because like everybody's just like, oh well, there's no other place to live, or oh well, we just have to pay these prices. And I'm like, no, you don't. You just got to live someplace. You and it's, now we're not talking about moving to a different state. I'm not talking about that. Yeah, I'm talking about living in a place that's not necessarily the area you want to live in, but it's affordable. Yeah, exactly, and exactly. You, and you make that area the one you want to live in. You go ahead. You have committees with your city council. You suggest mm-hmm. you suggest different businesses. You suggest bike lanes, but because um we 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 live in a town um and there's a town here is called Lakewood. Yeah. Uh, Lakewood housing market is ridiculous right now. People are paying fifty, sixty thousand dollars or asking for yep. houses. Yeah. Uh Lakewood rent also going up. However, out of curiosity, I just happen to go inside and say, if I only could spend a thousand dollars on rent, could I get a place in Lakewood? Maybe. The answer was yes. I there's actually quite a few options. But oh, yeah. none of them said luxury apartment. They all had the white refrigerator. But you know what? <laughs> You got it. <laughs> <laughs> Luxury. Uh, like it's, your place that was in Columbus, right? <laughs> um, my first apartment or my second or my third? Because my first one was luxury. The one where you were uh, upstairs, you had the, the trash valet service. Oh, uh, yeah. The first yeah. one. Yeah, that one was dope. <laughs> that, one was, that was the nicest apartment I've ever lived in. And uh, I, if I were to look at the rent on that, I couldn't afford it now. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, let's get into our st- our topics for the day, and I guess this kind of does ring true for our very first topic. Uh, we, Chris, you, me, and Mason, uh, Chameleon, Rad Dreams, and Darkness, we always love to kind of beat up on the cryptocurrency and NFT market, right? Yeah, of course. Because it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to us. Nope. Nope. Because uh, we think it's used for money laundering. We think it's just stupid. Yep. Absolutely. Well, uh, are you surprised? And I'm going to tell you just the first, I'm going to give you just a couple headlines, okay? And I want to ask, are you surprised by this? The first headline, cryptocurrency's 2008 style crash could affect real markets. 
Yeah, I'm, that 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 sounds correct. Uh, One trillion dollar crypto meltdown, huge crash wipes out the price of Bitcoin, Ethereum, and several other major cryptocurrencies. Yep. <laughs> uh, crypto investors panic during market bloodbath. I will lose my house. Yikes. Uh, Bitcoin price falls to 16th month low and latest crypto crash. <laughs> uh, Luna and Terra crash may be causing Bitcoin and other cryptos to fail. That was two minutes ago. And it's and it's gotten so bad, a Seattle doctor shares coping tips to weather shocking cryptocurrency crash. It's so funny that this is happening. Um, so... What's funny is I have a very, very, very little invested, like just, just money that I'm like, yeah, I can lose it. I don't really care. Yeah. Like when we're it's, to. yeah. Like, like, a, like I'm thinking I max have a hundred bucks in crypto max. I, and, I did it until about a week ago. <laughs> yeah. And so I, I just leave it. I'm just, cause I don't really care if I lose it. So if it jumps back up, cool. If not cool, that that's okay too. Um, <clears throat> but I just was never fully invested in the idea of it. Um, I, it, it, like, it's just, you're basically tying your money to nothing, to basically digital data. Like, sure, the, like, U.S. dollar is only tied to, like, an, like, an actual, like, paper dollar. But it does, it does have, like, tangible um, value that everyone in the United States considers that valuable. The crypto market doesn't have anything like that. (laughs) And people are probably going to be shouting at their radios, shouting at their Teslas and being like, no, the dollar is tied to nothing. Well, here's that's not necessarily true. The dollar is tied to the United States. The United States, whether people like it or not, is the strongest economy. Well, I wouldn't say the strongest, but the biggest economy in the world. Yeah, and for sure. US dollar, as someone who travels internationally, is a very powerful thing to have. And if you show a dollar to a poor country, you will get whatever you want. <laughs> you got to buy some properties in some of these other countries. Um, let's get. We'll we'll talk about this offline because I thought about this. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Um, but crypto, it's literally tied to well, tied to nothing. And I hate to say it, it's tied to nothing. Yeah. As we're saying cryptocurrency billionaires net worth market crash. And as these things are crashing, like I let me just open up my uh, investment app and I can just tell you how much uh, Ethereum, which is another Bitcoin, has lost today. Today, Ethereum has lost $68 and counting. How much? It's ridiculous. Has, how much has Bitcoin lost, you ask? Because Bitcoin, thousands. Oh, just today, let's find out. Bitcoin. Uh, today, Bitcoin has gained $65. This week, it has lost $8,135. <laughs> um, and here's the thing about this crash. Now, usually you see a crash. Everybody's saying, oh, don't panic. Don't panic. Just don't do anything. Just leave your money where it is and don't be bothered. Yeah, because again, you and I invest money. We can afford to lose. We don't, yeah. we don't care. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people don't do that. A lot of people, especially crypto people, felt, oh, well, crypto is where it's at. Let's, let's just spend, put all of our money there and let's hope for the best. That's why we're having this crash right now because people are freaking out left and right and everyone is pulling their money out at the same time, okay? Yep. And I really appreciate, and I, and I don't appreciate people are losing money. That's what I really don't. And I hope nobody's actually losing anything of tangible value in this crash. What I do appreciate, however, is there are people who are still pushing, oh, buy the dip, buy the dip. Bro, <laughs> the shit ain't done crashing yet. Right, right. Like, wait until it hits rock bottom. If you buy right now, you are going to lose so much money. I believe, exactly. I believe it was uh, Gizimoto. They did an article about if you were to have bought like a certain amount of cryptocurrency like last month, if you spent $100 on cryptocurrency last month, how much would you have now? And the answer for almost every cryptocurrency was 50, 50% less. That's ridiculous. It, it, the problem is it isn't, this isn't tied to anything. And now because there's such a major crash going on and people are freaking out, the United States government is going to get involved and it's going to make the situation significantly more explosive. Yep. And I just cannot wait. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, yeah, it's 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 something, man. 
It, it is. But uh, another thing we always talk about, which is in relation to cryptocurrency, guess what is also crashing? What? The non-fungible tokens. Oh, yeah, that, that mark is through. Oh, uh, why the powerful forces that run faltering NFT markets won't let prices crash just yet. Uh, sale of blue chip NFTs plunge amid crypto market crash. NFT market collapses. Uh, what is happening to the people a falling for crypto and NFTs? NFT sales crash 92%. Uh, Rick Ross thinks he crashed the NFT market. Uh, <laughs> Rick Ross. Uh... He's the boss, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But again, when you buy something that is tied to nothing and it starts crashing, you really show how weak of a system this is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt, dude. Literally, if Rick Ross thinks he crashed the system, how strong is this? Oh, <laughs> Like, weak as baby shit. <laughs> like Rick, I guarantee Rick Ross has never been like, oh, sh- the internet doesn't work today. I must have broke the internet. No, Rick Ross, you didn't break the internet. <laughs> <laughs> Rick Ross has never had that thought. Right, right. And and so I guarantee we're not going to see the cryptocurrency going right back up right now. No. Uh, I'm glad I pulled my money out just letting it sit because I didn't want to drop any more than it currently dropped. But as of right now, this is not a good time to invest in crypto. Um, Chris and I are not financial advisors. We can't tell you what to do. Nope. Uh, but what we can say is think smart, think defensively, and never put in money into any kind of investment, whether it's a house, a car, uh, cryptocurrency, stocks, if you cannot afford to lose that money. Yep, that is sound advice. That is I would agree with that advice completely. Sound advice from the uninformed gamers. Now, Let's move away from uh, financial policy and let's talk about uh, business policy. Um, on June 12th, Xbox is going to be doing their um, E3-like event. It's not really E3, but they're doing a similar event where yep. Microsoft and Bethesda are going to be showcasing a lot of their uh, their games that, we, that are supposed to be coming up. Yep. Um, now, we talked last podcast about games you're most excited for, uh, one of them being Starfield. And uh, Fable, a couple others. Yeah. Well, Chris, why don't you tell us what happened uh, this earlier uh, this week? Yeah, yeah. It actually just happened today, um, May 12th. Um, so, yeah, this morning, um, Bethesda put out a, um, a notice. So Bethesda and Arcane Studios uh, both put out notices that they were delaying their games till... Um, the first six months of 2023. Oh, um, wow. Yes, yes. Um, so there's been a whole lot of like, it's, it's been a little bit of like two sides of the coin. So there's one side and this is this side I'm on. I am all for a game being delayed if it's not ready because we all saw what happened with Cyberpunk. <laughs> Um, then there's the, uh, the other side where they're like, you guys can't keep to a roadmap. <laughs> you guys don't know what you're doing. You don't know how to manage these games and, and to, uh, to like keep it a, like a steady flow of games coming and all this stuff. And like that to that side, I say, well, you guys all complained rightfully that you don't like crunch. You don't like developers sitting there working 80 hour weeks to get a a a, a game release well this is the effect of that this is also the effect of um the effect of like uh the the co- like covid and the like a lot of the t- these teams working just strictly remote i can tell you right now from from my software experience working remote is a is a bit slower <laughs> um I've I've worked at now two different companies. My current company is is definitely faster, and that's because my product is uh, through the website. Um, but my last my last product that I worked on um, at my other company was it was on premise, and I can tell you right now when we went remote, when I had to like download files and packages and do all this stuff, it took forever. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, there's just, there's, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot behind like background, like infrastructure related stuff and why you're seeing these delays, um, like, um, industry wide in the gaming world, because like we've got, I don't think, I don't think God of War is releasing this year. Um, Breath of the Wild 2 got delayed. Um, you're going to, you're going to see, you're going to continue to see these games getting delayed and delayed and delayed. Um, now, I do think that these games will come back in strong uh, motion next year, and I hope they will be in a fully polished state um, so that the, the delay paid off, you know? Yeah, and I think that with, with um, CD Projekt Red and Cyberpunk 2077 had going against it that Redfall and Starfield currently do not, is CD <laughs> Projekt Red literally made everyone believe the game was done. Like they were showing videos, they were doing development yep. diaries. They had we all knew what the hell you could probably tell what the story was just by looking at some of the videos. <laughs> and we thought it was done because it was supposed to come out on like um, the supposed Xbox to- One. Yeah, two thousand one. Whereas with Starfield and Redfall, we haven't even seen a whole lot of gameplay from that. And seen so, nothing. No, like literally. Well, I think Starfield. There's been like a. A 10 second gameplay trailer red Ball, probably <laughs> yeah i guess so. um so i think it's in a i think they're in a much bethesda's in a much better position to delay it because we haven't they've never once said oh the game is done they're just saying you know what to make sure it's the right experience we're going to delay it which i'm wholeheartedly yeah. for yeah yeah absolutely i did a quick a quick google search cyberpunk was in development for t- nine years and it looked like it was only in development for two <laughs> I will say, like I said previously, it worked fantastic on the Series X. <laughs> I still haven't played it, and I think worth it's a failure. It's a, it was it was honestly still one of my favorite like RPG games like that. I think I'm waiting for like all the DLC to be out and like for all the bugs to be worked out. The same way I did with Assassin's Creed Valhalla, I waited until it was literally done before I bought, yeah. it, just so I can like enjoy it in its whole heart wholeheartedly. You didn't pick it up when it was five bucks. Uh, Assassin's Creed Valid or uh, CD Project or Cyberpunk? Cyberpunk. I had to buy the disc at Best Buy, and I wasn't in the, the I wasn't in the country. Oh, okay, that's yeah. fair enough. That's so fair. I, that's so fair. I, if I was in the country, of course, I would have bought it for five bucks and just kept the disc. And threw it <laughs> right. Yeah, but, for sure. Yeah, um, but unfortunately, I wasn't there. But this goes back to a point I made uh, probably thirty or so episodes ago. I am a firm believer that video games should stop having a release date until they are fully confirmed to be releasing on that date. Yeah, that's, that's fair. That's fair. I think that don't give me a release date unless you are a thousand percent positive it's coming out. Like, and what I mean by that is give me a release date the year it actually is coming out. Like, even three months ahead of time. That's cool. Because yeah. then at that point, you know if it's ready or not. You know what I mean? I think my favorite thing is whenever there's like a game show or like an announcement or whatever, and someone announces like this new game we've never seen before. And at the end of the announcement, they say, and you can play this starting today on Xbox yes. Game Pass. I think that is the most epic thing ever. It, it That is exciting. It, it's, it's really good when they do that. I will agree with you. I, I like to hear that. Yeah, because like they're not just saying, oh, well, it'll be here. Uh, it'll be here in summer of 2025. No, they're like, we kept this under wraps. We kept our head down. Here it is. It's major announcement. You can play it today. There you go. I really appreciate that. And I actually want to see more of that. I don't really, I don't get hyped for like, oh, this is going to be coming out uh, December of next year. Just, just don't tell me. Just say it'll be out soon. All right. Yeah. I'm cool with that. Yeah. Uh, exactly. So let's move over. We talked about Microsoft. Let's talk about Sony. Um, before the uh, podcast started, we were actually talking about uh, sending tweets that may not sending tweets or posting that may not be in your best interest, right? Yeah. Um, Sony, the CEO of Sony, uh, Hiroko Totaki, he mm-hmm. made, he made a comment that uh, might have split the room pretty hard. Yeah. Uh, I have the comment here. I will re- uh, refrain from making comments on the competitor strategy. 
Our current thinking is have to do with development costs and appropriate research and development and investment for quality products and that will improve the platform and also improve the business in the long run. AAA type titles on PS5, if we distribute that on the subscription service, we may need to shrink the investment needed for that and that will deteriorate the first party title quality and that is our concern. So we want to make sure we spend the appropriate development cost to have solid products titles to be induced in the right manner. Do you agree with this or not? Do you basically what there's Sony is saying is that if we put our AAA titles onto like a subscription service, it'll lessen them because more money it will not get the money that it deserves. Do you think that that's true? No, I absolutely do not think that's true because um, if if you think about it from a business aspect, just about every business right now is trying to push some sort of subscription in some way, shape or form, because that they know that when people get on subscriptions, it's like you, you, it's like a guaranteed payday because you, you'll have those users that for forget about the subscription. Um, You'll have the users that will just stay involved in that subscription. And they still like for like, like game pass, for example, they still buy content for, from those games. Like whether it be like uh, like microtransaction, like cosmetics uh, or uh, DLCs or or um, or the game even itself, like some people like will actually end up buying the game itself because you get a discount for for doing that. Right. So so to say to say that you um, you don't think that it's it's gonna be viable for your company, I don't I just don't see it because it's it's obviously viable for just about every other company. <laughs> yeah, I, I fully agree with you. And, and you brought up a great point is that when a person's in a subscription service, they will probably spend money on like either DLC or a game from the same developer that's yep. not a subscription service. And I am literally proof of that because um, Formula, I, I, I never played the Formula One games until they were on Game Pass, right? Yeah. Uh, because of Formula One being on Game Pass, not only did I buy the game, I bought the Formula One TV subscription. Oh, uh, shit. I'm actually looking into going into it, going to the Formula One race in Las Vegas next year. And when Formula One uh, 2022 comes out in July, it's not going to be on Game Pass. I have every indication of pre-ordering and buying it. Hell yeah. <laughs> See, because, and yeah. it brought you in to it, something that you wouldn't have bought otherwise. Literally, because I never once, I never thought Formula One was interesting. Then I played the game and I'm like, this is very exciting. And I'm like, okay, well, let me go ahead. I see that there's a race coming up. Let me just watch it. And I and they have Netflix. If, if you get somebody into the environment, if they like it, they will spend as much money as they need to, to continue receiving that benefit. Right. Yep. I can't tell you the amount of ship sets I've bought in Sea of Thieves. I don't own the game, <laughs> but I own the subscription. <laughs> and and because I want to support the developers, I buy ships. <laughs> and you keep money going into the Sea of Thieves eco environment. But I will have to say, it has the what you're buying has to be people want to have to buy it. They they should want to buy this. If you're just releasing like uh, different types of skins or nfts or whatever don't be surprised if nobody's buying it oh game pass was a flop or whatever or yeah sony playstation plus 2.0 or whatever but if they have relevant like dlc relevant things that enhance the game experience you can always keep that money train rolling in always absolutely absolutely but, but i now have to ask the question do you think sony do you think this is true of sony or are they just looking for a reason not to put their games on a subscription-like service. I think they're really trying to push the $70 game. They I think they're kind of stuck in their own ways in a bit and they're getting in, they're getting in their own way. They're getting in their own head. Um they're I truly believe that they believe that the subscription um is not viable for them. I think they truly and honestly believe that that is true. Um yeah. Do you think yeah. this, do you think this might also be coming from the fan base a little bit? Do you think that some so many people are kind of like, oh well, Xbox sucks, and anything Xbox does is just not good? Do you think that that might play a part of this? Is that they're living in their own bubble? I'm not gonna lie, I don't think they listen to their fans at all. 
Wow, that's a that's a take on the Uninformed Gamers podcast. <laughs> like, I, I'm being dead serious. Like, I I don't know. Like, because because like for example, Xbox they they will like they will like highlight different uh, content creators that are like Xbox branded. They they will do meetups with them, different like little photo shoots and stuff like that. I have never seen that with a PlayStation, like well, doing that to one of their content creators. That that is true. Uh, off the top of your head, Chris, who is the uh, who is the uh, head of PlayStation? Phil Spencer. That's head of Xbox. Oh, oh, sorry. Fine. I thought you said <laughs> Xbox. My bad. I thought it was Jim Ryan. Jim Ryan. Yeah, Jim Ryan. But I think as of right now, I think Phil Spencer is more of a public persona than Jim Ryan is. Without a doubt. Like, honestly, Jim Ryan just, Jim Ryan just seems like a weird dude. Yeah, he, he just seems like, he seems, Jim Ryan seems like a corporate overlord, and Phil Spencer seems like the uh, the bartender at your local brewery. Yes, like I would totally sit down and have a drink with with uh, Phil Spencer without a doubt. Jim oh. Ryan, no, I have no interest. Not after his comments on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I have absolutely zero interest. <laughs> like, and and sorry, like that's that's nothing against him. He's he might be a really nice guy, but I don't see. I don't even think he plays video games, to be real with you. Honestly, <laughs> like, he, he does not look like a guy to sit down and actually game, whereas Phil Spencer looks like that's all he does when he goes home. <laughs> like, right. Phil is very much that engineer, like, because he that's what he used to like. He was an engineer before he became the, the like, head of Xbox. So, you like, you could totally see that, like, that nerdiness, that, that like, that, like, fun. He, like, literally enjoys what he does yeah. and again i can't say the same for jim ryan <laughs> like um like remember um reggie from uh, nintendo of america yeah reggie seemed, he seemed like another guy like phil spencer he enjoyed what he did absolutely he was cool he was laid back he made you excited for the product yeah yeah so, and i i love reggie I, I thought he was he was freaking awesome like he he would be my number two like that i would yeah i would go off and have a drink with that man yeah, like I would literally in a heartbeat go out and have a drink with him. I'd want to pick his brain. I believe uh, he's currently writing a biography, and I have absolutely every intention of buying it because he does seem like such a uh, genius in marketing and a genius with uh, leading a company. Yeah. And Jim Ryan, I think that that's what we're coming into is that where Nintendo, uh, uh, with former former uh, head of Nintendo, Reggie, America, Reggie mm-hmm. and Xbox Phil Spencer are there. You can tell they're gamers. You can tell that that's what they do. Yeah. They love this. Yeah. Jim Ryan doesn't really seem, well, again, we don't know a whole lot of Jim Ryan. He's not really a public persona. He nope. doesn't seem like that type of guy. Yeah. No, he just, he seems corporate, very corporate. And I think that's why Sony is just, they're, they're, they're phoning. I hate to say it. And you can take this as a hot take. I'm going to say, I think Sony's phoning it in this generation. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think they're going to lose significant ground to um, their competitors that they didn't see coming because, in my opinion, they're getting in their own way. They that is a great that is a great way to put that. They are getting in their own way. Yeah, and they as we're seeing, they are losing market share to Xbox. Uh, the Nintendo Switch is about to uh, sell more units than the PS4 ever sold. Um, and it's it's crazy because Sony is this powerhouse, and I think that Sony is now strangling Sony. Yeah, yeah, without a doubt, without a doubt. Like, well, of course, we'll see how this pans out over the next five to ten years. Um, but yeah, I I think that unless they unless they start getting on board with what their competitors are doing, they're gonna they're gonna lose some real ground here like ground that they had <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, ground in which they were the, they were the the the, the pope they the, were yeah. they, they own the ground they they had the homeowners association yeah without a doubt With, without a doubt so good luck sony i hope you start listening and realizing what the competition is doing because the answers are out there yeah absolutely absolutely so you want to lead us into our next story about uh, a company we always have a tendency. It was always in the news for something negative. Always, Activision Blizzard, baby, you're oh, back. Everybody you just need this. <laughs> this uh, acquisition just needs to go through. Like it just needs to go through. 
And my, I, I swear we'll hear a lot less about my them. thing is, is like, you guys are being bought by Microsoft. Why yep. do you have to keep doing stuff? Why do you keep doing dumb stuff? Like <laughs> they keep getting there. They keep getting caught with their hand in the cookie jar. Just oh. keep getting caught. <laughs> um, But yeah, so basically um, Blizzard's been sending out anti-union emails ahead of Raven software vote. Um, so basically union busting is illegal. You are not allowed to do that. And they're basically sending out um, emails. It was following the like April town hall, uh, April town hall. Uh, and it was like, please vote. No. <laughs> <laughs> that, reminds me of, that reminds me of when like uh, Jed Bush was running for president and like he was in this like conference room and he had said something which he thought was profound and like nobody clapped. And he literally said, please clap. <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious. So this is how the email was work. This is how it works. So following that town hall, an email was reportedly sent around to employees with a graphic attached that read, please vote. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> Imagine you're 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 getting paid because let's talk about this. Imagine you're an executive an executive Activision Blizzard. You're getting paid, uh, let's say four hundred thousand dollars a year, right? Yeah, for that's, sure. That, I guarantee that's on the low low end, but let's go with it. And you're yeah. composing this email, and you're in the email. You're literally saying this is going to harm game development and it's going to impact your promotions and benefits. Please vote no. They go ahead and they press send. They hop in their Ferrari. They go and bang their fists. <laughs> <laughs> that's basically what happened i i wish i wish i wish mason was here with us today oh mason because, would have blew a fuse <laughs> <laughs> because he works and it is a part of a union yeah and and he's and like i personally don't understand why companies really don't like unions that much like i just it's like the union's there to just try and prevent you guys from being shitty really? like like it honestly in the end would have a positive impact on your culture <laughs> like just literally everything so like i, I don't get it I, well, I i don't get it i never will get it well here's the thing and here's the problem and here's why there's anti-union uh beliefs and, and sentiment is that for a long time um companies obviously never had unions and you can <laughs> unions were or companies were basically allowed to treat you any which way they had no real safety standard. They could fire you at will. And it was just kind of just, you basically try to do like, you are lucky to work here. Okay. So then eventually people started forming unions and, and this back in what, the forties mm-hmm. uh, companies were hiring like thugs to like murder people about unions. Jimmy, Ridiculous. Jimmy Hoffa was a union president and he disappeared. Um, the last uh, meeting Martin Luther King actually attended had to do with um, garbage. I believe if this is correct. Garbage truck unions. Wow. And they got unions because corporations are just so scummy. They're like, you can't have unions. It's, it's bad for you. It's not good. But for Activision Blizzard specifically, we talked about it on the podcast. Uh, Bobby Kotick, uh, if he leaves, he's going to get about a $500 million parachute. Ridiculous. And I, I, I thought this was so ironic. So y'all are spending millions of dollars paying Bobby Kotick, who is spending more millions of dollars to make sure you don't have to pay your employees a decent wage, who are responsible for making sure you can pay Bobby Kotick a $500 million wage out. So ridiculous, dude. It makes it just, it's frustrating. and Very. Even in today's day and age, people still believe that union, like just normal people, normal people believe, oh, well, unions aren't good because if I, if I join a union, I can get fired. That's not true. Uh, <laughs> people, are, people are dumb. I'm just going to, I'm going to leave that at that. Um, I personally think like this, if you see a union being in your favor, go for it. If you do not feel like a union is for you, then do not join a union. But if you are given the opportunity to allow the company workers to unionize, I'm a firm believer in that you should say yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because even if you do not wish to join, because one of the things people don't realize is is unions are optional. I worked at companies and I did not join the union because I didn't know better at the time. Uh, I wish I would have joined the union because I got fired. Well, I shouldn't get fired. I quit. 
Uh, but I was gonna, <laughs> I was gonna get fired. Um, uh, <laughs> not perfect. What am I? What, what can I tell you? <laughs> um, but if people want to unionize, give them the vote, and you just don't have to join the union because if they believe that that's going to be in their benefit, let them have it. Exactly. Star- Starbucks is unionizing. Apple is unionizing. Good. It, uh, Amazon is unionizing. And mm-hmm. notice the people who are all anti-unions are billionaires. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Got to say it. The ones who are fighting the hardest are the ones who have the most money. <laughs> that dude, that's so that reigns so true. <laughs> yeah, now, if that got your blood boiling, let's get your skin crawling. Now, the Unreal Engine 5 is shaping up to probably be the best engine we've ever seen, right? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we've seen the Unreal Engine 5. It's going to be used in a Hellblade 2. We've seen um, some tech demos here and there, and it always looks tremendous. But what we have not yet seen is anybody attempting to use Unreal Engine 5 in virtual reality until this week. Footage was shot by indie developer Lorenzo Drago and features a scene based on Echo Diamond Station in Toyoma, Japan. Now, this VR video, if you haven't seen it, it is on YouTube. Just type in Unreal Engine 5 uh, VR and it'll come up. This Unreal Engine video shows a train station, which looks realistic, by the way. Yeah, I thought it was real when I was first looking at it. Yeah. If you if you just if you're just walking past, you look like, oh, well, that's a cool train station. But it's the Unreal Engine 5, and it just looks like a normal day until the lights go out and it's nighttime. And it is absolutely terrifying. It's so spooky. <laughs> it's so spooky and nothing even happens. Nothing. Just them walking around like, and then, and that, that Unreal Engine, oh, it's going to look so good. Like, I'm imagining that's with HDR because, like, you saw the light changes and all that. Right. Um, it it as it has me absolutely pumped for the games that are utilizing that engine, and I'm gonna call out two of them. Okay. Um, we've got State of Decay three. Oh wow! Uh, and also Hellblade two. Yes. After playing the first Hellblade, Hellblade two Unreal Engine five is going to be epic. Anything that's going to be utilizing the Unreal Engine five is going to be absolutely epic. I'm the, I, I think there's a new Gears in the works, and I'm curious. They've always used Unreal Engine. I'm curious what kind of art style they're going to cho- choose for that next Gears game. Well, they kind of have no choice but to use Unreal Engine, but um, do you want a list of all the games using Unreal Engine 5? How long is this list? <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll only go with about five. Okay, cool, cool. So the first one being Redfall, the recently delayed Bethesda I game. didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. It is going to be. Um, there's a game called uh, Black Myth Wukong. We've heard about that. That, looks that really thing's awesome. sweet. Um, you said Hellblade 2, of course. Yep. Uh, Dragon Quest 12, The Flames of Fate. I'll play the shit out of that. I'm in. And Stalker 2, Heart of Chernobyl. All that of, game is creepy as hell. All of these are going to be utilizing the Unreal Engine 5s. And every one of these games looks amazing. Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. No, yeah, I can't wait. I cannot wait. <laughs> One point that I want to make before we move on from this story is that this was in VR. Yeah, I, I never. Every time I look at VR games, I just think it looks too cartoony. It doesn't look right. Yeah, it's it, gimmicky. It, it's it's gimmicky. It, it doesn't seem like it's an actual like serious thing. If they started making VR games using Unreal Engine Five, that is how you bring VR to the forefront. Yeah, and. And for if if by some miracle, someone that's making a VR headset is listening to this, please, for the love of God, make your system wireless. Jesus, <laughs> literally, I don't know more cords. <laughs> if I get a cord VR, I want to rip that off the wall. I swear it, to God, <laughs> I'm gonna trip over it. I'm gonna rip it off the wall. Something bad's gonna happen. Just please, just make it wireless, and just make it so that I know when I'm approaching the like the ends of my zone so i don't accidentally fuck something up in my room <laughs> like they have that i know that's a thing but you know oh, yeah i'm just how, trying to guard how much are those things because i have seen that where it's like a circular like treadmill and like it keeps you like you can like walk in the treadmill how is how much is that how much do those things cost i know which one you're talking about that one's like 
twelve to sixteen hundred dollars, something like that. Well, that's not bad. I was gonna say twelve thousand dollars. I'm like, nope, I'm out. Um, yeah. But as of right now, there's no reason for me to invest in that because I don't think there's a VR game at this current moment nope. that I'd want to do that in. Half Life Alex is the best one I've seen. Well, I know um, Microsoft Flight Simulator is going VR. Formula uh, 2020, Formula One 2022 is going VR on PC. And there's been rumors that Gran Turismo 7 is eventually going to be going VR. So it's getting closer and closer to reality, but it's not there just yet. Um, but, yeah. if, but if this game, which is, it was, it wasn't, it's not a real game, by the way, it is just a tech demo. Yep. Showing them what they could do. If this becomes a real thing, I think we have a AAA game right here. I don't even know what this is, but the fact that I can be at a train station when shit goes, goes, uh, breaks down, I'm, I'm here for it. You know what it would know what I like. It gives me a vibe of, and I never actually played it. What? This would be Alan Wake in VR. Oh, guaranteed. This would 100 percent be Alan Wake, and Alan Wake was fantastic. I know, I know. I just haven't got to it. <laughs> now imagine, like, utilizing that same Unreal Engine Five and that same VR setup, Chris. Imagine if there was an I Am Legend game. How terrifying! That would be that terrifying. Because <laughs> the second <laughs> the lights go out, you got to you hear just loud screaming. You got to make a break for it. Those fuckers were fast too. <laughs> the worst type of vampire zombies ever. Um, let's switch over to Ubisoft. We haven't talked about Ubisoft a whole lot. Um, Ubisoft has been going through quite a lot recently. I think they actually had some news on their acquisition. They said, um, as of right now, we are in. We are. <laughs> Fully ready to be independent. However, we're also cool with being acquired, which is really weird. Yeah, this is a very conflicting statement. I think it's it's like one of these. It's like, sure, we uh, we were cool with being independent, but I mean, if the price is right, <laughs> yeah, if the price is right. Uh, you hear that? Uh, you hear that? Uh, Microsoft, if the price is right, <laughs> they will be bought. Uh, so, but that's not what the story we want to talk about. What we want to talk about is Ubisoft releasing a couple of different games. Now, normally we know Ubisoft is Assassin's Creed, um, uh, Rain- Far Cry, Rainbow Six. So they have a pretty sizable IP range. Yeah. Well, uh, for some reason, I don't know why, Ubisoft is going to be releasing three, and you and I talked about this offside the podcast, Double A games because I won't. Cons- we kind of agree that these aren't triple A games. No, are going to be released. No, they're not. Once you hear them, listener, you'll agree. Um, they're releasing three double A games in the same month, and those which is two- crazy. You're just you're just trying to step on your own feet. <laughs> you, you literally are because you're 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 competing with yourself at that point. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if if every person is going to buy every one of these games is going to buy all three. However, no. you don't generally hear about major studios releasing three games in the same month. That's a lot. Yeah. Um, the first game being the brand new, mm, is it brand new? Avatar Frontiers of Pandora. That's the first one. Now, have you even seen any, any much of this game? Nope. Sure haven't. I've seen nope. it when it was first announced and that was it. I've not followed up. I'll, I'll have to look into it. This, if... Just because it's Avatar, this has the most potential to be a AAA game, in my opinion, but out of this whole list. Does it, though? But I don't know. I don't know if it is or isn't, because I haven't seen it. <laughs> Here's why I asked that question. How many times do we see AAA games that are based on a movie? Um, Tomb Raider. But Tomb Raider was based off the game, not the movie. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Then I don't know many. I don't know that many like movie ones to be honest. Uh, off the top of my head, good ones because the first thing that came to my mind was Fast and Furious, and I was terrible. Uh, all, <laughs> all of them were terrible. Um, it, it generally doesn't happen where somebody's like, "Oh, the, the movie was so good, let's make a game out of it." Um, right. So I don't expect this one to be mind blowing. I don't even expect it to be good. But it is being developed by the team that brought you the division, Massive Entertainment. So we'll see. Yeah, here I got I got a few quick ones. Yeah, go um, GoldenEye 007 was based like off of a movie. Okay, that one was really good. I'll give you that. <laughs> South Park, the fractured butthole. <laughs> okay, but to be fair, there were South Park games that existed before then. Right, but it it says that one was based off of a movie. Okay, I will uh, give you that too. 
Um, it actually, it says films and TV shows, so it's a little, little stretch in it. And we got Star Trek. I don't know, Mad Max, Alien Isolation. I heard really good things about Alien Isolation. Mm-hmm. Um, Chronicles of Riddick, Escape was- from Butcher Bay. I don't recall. I don't recall anyone replying that. I don't either. Star Wars, uh, Jedi Fallen Order. That's pretty good. And the was, Die Hard trilogy. Well, was Jedi Fallen Order was that a was that a Star Wars movie or was that its own own independent thing? Let me see. Um, says the Sublime Knights of Old Republic RPGs may have little to do with the films. Okay, but. The assured actioneer is set between prequels and the original trilogy. So it is a tale of Padwan on the run of the extermination. Oh, extermination. I'm an idiot. Of the <laughs> Jedi. I, I made that word Chris way too work. complicated. Chris didn't do very well in reading when he was. I, th- I, I looked at it. I was like, what the hell is that? <laughs> the it's extermination it's, of the Jedi order. like extermination. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> so it's like, it's between stuff and then the spider-man game out of that list i will give you goldeneye that was a tremendous game um we'll see uh, if ubisoft can pull this off i hope for the best yeah we'll we'll give that one the double a title yep that's fine that's fair being uh the video game that has been our white whale skull and bones Ugh. double a maybe even a single a (laughs) <laughs> I'm just glad they got an official release date. Do you want to bet uh, an NFT or cryptocurrency that it's going to get delayed? <laughs> <laughs> I bet it will be delayed. <laughs> it ain't worth betting on. <laughs> it's literally not worth betting on because we know that this is going to be delayed. Because <laughs> they're going to be like, they're going to read the comments of the of the gamers like, what is this? <laughs> well, you know what? We're not really happy with the vision. It's the direction it's taking. <laughs> delay it again. Fire the team. Uh, Bro. So double A. And the next one being uh, Mario plus Rabbids Spark of Hope. Yep. Niche. Uh, Great game, I've heard. I love the comment. It says the highly anticipated sequel. (laughs) 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 Um, I I guess uh, if you're really into that, uh, I would give that a double A title. So at least Ubisoft is out here making sure that their name is always out there. They're always releasing something. And I would say Ubisoft is one of the better studios when it comes to game quality. Yeah. So let's hope for it. I'm probably going to pick up Skull and Bones out of curiosity because now it's been too long. It's been too much of a running joke for me not to do a review on. <laughs> I, I did a I did a quick search on Mario and Rabbit. Yeah. They sold about two million copies. Wow, blowing up the budget. Whereas yeah. Elden Ring sold 14 million this month alone. I know. It like it it's it's let's see on the on the like best selling Switch video games it's forty two so oh, it's actually awful. really not doing too bad. No, it's not doing awful. So maybe that's a triple A title in the group. <laughs> maybe I don't know. <laughs> so let's talk about one more major news story. Um, did you ever play? Did you ever watch WWE when you were a kid? Of course. And uh, who was your favorite wrestler? The Rock. The Rock was everyone's favorite wrestler. If it wasn't The Rock, it was Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh, yeah. If it wasn't Stone Cold Steve Austin, it was Triple H. If mm-hmm. it was Triple H, it was The Undertaker. You had Eddie Guerrero. Eddie Guerrero. <laughs> rest in peace, Eddie Guerrero. Mm-hmm. Uh, Big Show, Kane. Uh, so many. Uh, Jimmy Superfly Snooker. Oh, my God. Yeah, he was fun. He yeah. was fun to play as in the games. Yeah, and the games when you played them were so good. I think what was the game that we played that was like an RPG uh, wrestling game? Was uh, it? it was it was SmackDown two thousand or something. Okay, um, okay. Uh, that game was literally epic. Like that is how um, you do an RPG game uh, because you could like have different storylines. You could create your own character. You could go through a full season. And it was entertaining. Well, mm-hmm. Now, uh, WWE has actually, uh, I guess, partnered or signed with someone to uh, produce a brand new WWE RPG game. So apparently they have signed a deal to make an official role-playing wrestling game with an official reveal coming soon. I'm all for it. 
not really you're all for this yep because i i, I again i don't know like who who's making this um i i can't seem to find that information okay i wonder if it's 2k um well probably so, not because i think 2k is losing the licensing and i think it might be going to ea oh god um we'll see on that then um so 2k just uh just uh released a wwe 2k22 they skipped 2k21 to actually like work on the engine and do some good things it looks so good i've been wanting to play it but i don't want to buy it um so i'm just sitting out holding holding out hope that it comes to game pass because there's other 2k games on game pass did you hear that sony he doesn't want to buy it <laughs> nope because i want to try it before I, I buy it uh so yeah after looking into it they they don't have the information as to who who they signed with uh, but I'm very excited for the idea. However, I do have to say, uh, and I didn't realize this, I thought every WWE game was an RPG. It did have like the story mode thing. Yeah. yeah. And, and yeah. So- I don't know if it got, that went away in the newer titles. I'm really not sure. Yeah, but I think the story mode is what made it at least interesting because by me just going in and just wrestling all the time is not that fun. I like yeah. going in and talk- I like going in and saying a story, even if it doesn't need one. Um. So let's. I hope for the best. I'm excited. Um, let's hope this is comes into something positive. Yeah. Uh, now, before we go, uh, last week we introduced a segment called the review segment. Uh, Chris, do you have anything you would like to give a review for this week? No, I actually didn't. I didn't watch anything or anything relevant. Well, I did. So mind if I tell you the sh- movie that I watched, and mind if I give you a spoiler-free review? Absolutely. So this past Monday, I uh, got a movie ticket. I drove on down to the theater. I plopped myself in the seat. I think the row was K. I sat seat number K8. And I watched the Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness movie. Hell yeah. I love Doctor Strange. Then you will absolutely love this movie because it is very Doctor Strangey. Now, this is a completely spoiler free um, uh, review. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to just give you the uninformed gamer score up front. I'm giving it 4.5 uninformed gamers out of five. It was absolutely fantastic. That's pretty damn good, dude. It was, I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was funny. I thought that it was a little bit more darker and gritty than what we see normally out of the Avengers or the other Marvel movies. I thought it told a good story. I thought it kept a really great pace. What I didn't care for is that there were a few, um, person-sized plot holes that could come up and about. And um, the villain, I think, was incredibly overpowered from from everything that we've seen <laughs> in the Marvel Universe. <laughs> He's more overpowered than Thanos? Yes, more overpowered. That's kind of crazy. Yes, and that was the problem. Because the question I asked myself was, how are you now more powerful than Thanos? Yeah, Thanos put on a glove and and snapped half the population out of existence. Yeah, even, <laughs> even when he didn't have the full might of, oh, of, yeah. the, of the stones, he was still beating people's asses. Yeah, he was a strong boy. And, well, Chris, the uh, the evil person, I, I won't, because this that might be a spoiler or whatever. Yeah, yeah. The, the evil in this movie felt like they could have beat Thanos with his glove on with their hand tied behind their back. <laughs> That's that's. I'll have to watch this soon. That, that yeah. sounds broken. There was a scene in this movie um, because I call the multiverse of madness. So they visit different universes. Mm-hmm. There, there was a scene in this um, movie where the comet is like, "Oh, well, we're not worried about them. We can handle them." Chris, I have never once heard words that turned out to be such a lie in my life. <laughs> when I say they got uh. rocked. They got. I literally was. I had my arms crossed, and I was just like, "Y'all fucked up." <laughs> <laughs> you challenged the wrong one. <laughs> it was just like it was like a Hercule uh, going up against Goku in Super Saiyan three. Oh my god, no! Oh, That's terrible. This shit got rocked. But, I've got a present for you here. Oh, <laughs> here, uh, <laughs> but if you need to see a movie, do not walk. Run to see Doctor Strange: Multiverse of Madness. It is absolutely great. Uh, there are two end credit scenes. One is a mid credit. The other one is an end credit. You do not need to stay for the end credit scene. Cool. Yep. 
So that is my uh, review of Doctor Strange. Four and a half uninformed gamers out of five. Hell yeah. All right. Well, this was a great episode, Chris. I wish Mason was here. I know. I know. This is, yeah, this is really good. This is really, really good. This one was a lot of fun. Um, as always, uh, you can find me, Darkness Tiger, controlling the Twitter page at Uninformed Gamers. You can also find me at the top of the leaderboard and on Xbox Live at Darkness Tiger. And you can also find me at the apparently the bottom of the Gran Turismo leaderboards uh, <laughs> <laughs> on the PlayStation 5. Now, my, uh, what is it? It's not a gamer tag on PS5. It's a PSN account name. PSN ID. Well, my PSN ID is um, still Darkness Tiger, so feel free to find me. Uh, if you like what we do, be sure to give us a like and a share. Tell your friends about us. We're just a small little group of people who are just trying to make a big difference. Yep. And then I am Chameleon. You can find me at twitch.tv slash iChameleonI and at Twitter at Chameleon Games. All right. Thanks so much for joining us. We will catch you all next time. Bye. Later.